Well, good morning, everybody, and a very happy Easter to you all. And welcome to St Paul's Church online and coming from various homes around the town of Leamington. While it's really strange not to be worshipping all together as a church family at St Paul's, as we usually do on Easter Day for a great celebration, if we think back to that very first Easter, there was no big gathering or celebration that first Easter day. The disciples were in lockdown themselves, locked away, we read, for fear of the Jews in the upper room. Many were grieving, they'd lost their friend, Jesus, their Lord, and they were mourning his death. And then he met them one by one, Mary in the garden on her own, the two walking to the road to Emmaus, and the disciples in the upper room. So my prayer this Easter day is that Jesus comes and meets each one of us where we are, those of you who are on your own in your homes, or perhaps a couple, or maybe a household or a family. Let's pray that the risen Lord Jesus comes and fills you with his love and peace and joy and hope afresh this Easter time as we worship him together. Let's pray as we start our service together. Lord Jesus, we praise you that you are risen from the dead, that you are the Lord of life. Come by your Holy Spirit and meet with us wherever we are. Fill us with your hope, your peace, your joy, your love. And may our worship today be glorifying to you. And we offer it to you in your great name. Amen. Way that you have saved 
happy day you wash my sin away and oh happy day happy day I'm Good morning, my name is Lizzie Russell and I'm the Assistant Youth Minister at St Paul's. I'll be reading from John chapter 20, verse 11 to 18. Now Mary stood outside the tomb crying. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb and saw two angels in white, seated where Jesus' body had been, one at the head and the other at the foot. They asked her, woman, why are you crying? They have taken my Lord away, she said, and I don't know where they have put him. At this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but did not realise that it was Jesus. He asked her, Woman, why are you crying? Who is it you are looking for? Thinking he was the gardener, she said, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have put him, and I will get him. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned towards him and cried out in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said, Do not hold on to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. Go instead to my brothers and tell them that I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news, I have seen the Lord, and she told them that he had said these things to her. Well, good morning and a very happy Easter to you. My name is Adam. I'm one of the curates at St Paul's uh, and a warm welcome to my makeshift study here upstairs in my house. I've had to give over the downstairs to my two young children during this season. And I'm really grateful to Lizzie for having just read to us our story from the Bible of this Easter day. And I'd love to just think about that story a little bit more. And I'm going to just use a piece of paper. If you've got one of these somewhere to hand, you might want to grab it. Doesn't need to be A4 size, could be a a5 or A3, does need to be in these proportions though. I hope you're having a great Easter Sunday, maybe you've already eaten your Easter egg. I'm really looking forward to opening mine a little later, made of my favourite chocolate. And we give one another Easter eggs to remind ourselves of the new life that comes at Easter. And we'll be thinking about that a little in a few moments time. Hopefully you've got your piece of paper and so we'll begin. And our Easter story begins last week. If you remember, Jesus entered Jerusalem. Jerusalem was a big city. And if you were to visit there, you'd need to get a map, maybe on a piece of paper, hopefully with something drawn on it. Otherwise, it'd be very blank and not know where you were going. And we heard that as Jesus entered into the city last week, the people were really excited to see him. They thought he was coming as a rescuer king to get rid of their enemy, the Romans, and to make Israel great again. And they waved palm leaves and they shouted, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. I wonder if you want to wave your piece of paper uh, just for a moment. Soon after coming into Jerusalem, Jesus entered into the temple where he found people buying and selling things. And he got angry with them and threw them out, reminding them that God's house should be 
a place of prayer. God's house should be a place of prayer. And on the Thursday of that week, Jesus met with his disciples in an upper room, in an attic room, and shared with them the special Passover meal, remembering the time when God rescued the people of Israel. During the meal, however, Jesus took some of the food and the drink on the table and gave them new meanings. He held the cup of wine and he said that his blood would be poured out to rescue everyone. Later, he took some of the special flatbread they were eating and he broke it. And he said it was like his body that would be broken in order to rescue everyone. And he asked them to do this again and again in the future to remember him. Now at the end of the meal, Jesus went with his friends down to the garden outside the city walls. But his enemies were already coming to get him. And all of his friends ran away as he was tied up and taken to be put on trial that night. They said all sorts of unkind things to Jesus. They told lies about him. They accused him of things he hadn't done. They treated him cruelly. But not once did he fight or argue back, nor was he rude to them. He took all of their hatred and overcame it with love. Finally, they took Jesus outside the city gates and like a common criminal, they hung him on a cross to die. And after several hours, he shouted, Father, into your hands, I give my spirit. And he died. And to be sure that he had died, the Roman soldiers pierced Jesus' side with a spear. No one ever deserves to die like that. And Jesus certainly didn't. Now, once Jesus had died, his friends came to him and went to Pilate and said, could we have his body, please, to bury it? Pilate said that they could, and so they took Jesus' body and they buried it in a cave. To be sure that it was safe, a stone was rolled over the front of it, and it was left there. That day, it seemed as though it was the end. Now, a few moments ago, Lizzie read to us about what happened next. And early on that Sunday morning, some of the women who had followed Jesus went to the tomb to find Jesus and to prepare and wash him. But when they got there, they found that the tomb was empty. That the tomb, which they had rolled the stone over the door of, was open. In fact, what the story of Easter tells us is that death is not the end. That Jesus actually came in order that we might have life. A little while before Jesus died, he promised that he came to give us life, that we might live it to the full. And I wonder how you're feeling about that promise today. This Easter feels a little strange to me. I'm used to worshipping with my church family and praising the God who is alive and who reigns all together in one building. 
Maybe you're missing that as well. Maybe you're missing visiting family or friends that you would normally visit at this time of year. Maybe you're missing the things that you would normally do. Maybe the walks or the bike rides that you would go on. Maybe you didn't get any chocolate and you're missing that as well. However you're feeling at this time, that promise that Jesus gave is as true today as it was all those years ago and as it will be in the future. If you've not yet decided to follow Christ as Lord, can I encourage you this Easter season to know what it is for Jesus to give you life. To know, as he said, that he is the way, the truth and the life. Maybe you could ask a friend some of the questions that have stopped you from following Christ in the past. For those of us who have followed Christ for a while, maybe in this season of change, this season of difference, we need to ask Christ to come close to us again, to help us to know that he is the one that gives life and that he promises that that life will be full. However we are, wherever we are in our journey with Christ, we can ask him to draw near to us afresh and to know his promise and his life and his spirit at work in us. And so I'd love for us to pray together briefly, just that to ask God to come near to us. Father God, we thank you so much that you came to give us life. We pray that you would help us to know that life to the full. Would you draw near to us as we draw near to you? And would you shine your life and your light out of us into this world, we pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to come to our old age song in a moment. And if you've been part of uh, these online videos for the last couple of weeks, you'll know that Ruth, the other curate, and I have been doing the actions for them. Ruth's away this week, and so it's down to me. You may know that I actually did sign language a few years ago. And our all age song today, Shine from the Inside Out, is a really good song for us to learn the sign language for rather than the actions. They're quite similar. And I'd love to just quickly teach you those. There's only a few words. So the sign for shine is this, shine from the inside out that the world will see that you live in me. So we'll do that again. Shine from the inside out that the world will see that you live in me. And then the chorus is really easy. It's know me, love me, fill me, send me. Do that again. Know me, love me, fill me, send me. So why don't you join with me in this sign language and these actions as we stand and sing our All Age song. Shine, woo! From the inside out That the world will see That you live in me Come on, let's shine, woo! From the inside out That the world will see Woo! 
My name is Katie, I'm the Children's Minister at St Paul's and today we are going to pray using the letters that spell Easter. Uh, so our first letter is the letter E and we are going to pray for the earth. It's a challenging time for pretty much everyone in the world right now so it's more important than ever that we pray for our world. So let's do that now. Father God, we know that you are in control and we thank you that you are in control. Lord, we pray for our world. We pray for this coronavirus situation. We want it to stop. We want it to be healed. We know that you can do what seems impossible. So Lord, please stop this virus in its tracks. Thank you too, Lord, for all of the people across the world who are fighting this virus, the people working on the front lines. Be with them, Lord. Give them energy. Give them healing hands. Amen. The next letter is A, and we are going to use this moment to ask God for something. Now, I want you to take a second to have a think in your heads, what would you like to ask God for? And ask him that now. Okay, the next letter is the letter S and we're going to say sorry to God. We know that when Jesus died, he brought forgiveness for everyone. And we just need to say sorry to God. So again, take a little moment and have a think. No one's gonna ask you, what do you want to say sorry to God for? And take a moment to say sorry to him now. Father, we are sorry for the times when we fall short of your glory. We are sorry for the times that we make the wrong choices. We are sorry for the times when we don't follow your way. But Lord, we thank you that we know we are forgiven through your son, Jesus Christ. And I pray that everyone would know that forgiveness deep in their hearts. Amen. Okay, we're now going to move on to T, which is a thank you. Um, we have so many good gifts from God and it's just great to take time to thank him for them. So have a quick chat with the people that you are with. What would you like to say thank you to God for? And I think I'm going to thank God for Easter eggs, the best kind of chocolate, um, and for some of the sunshine we've had recently, um, and for my family. So, Father, thank you for all the amazing gifts that you have given to us. Thank you for chocolate and sunshine for the springtime. Thank you for our families. Thank you for those people who are around us. Thank you, Lord, for being a generous and loving God. Amen. 
Moving on to our second E, we are going to pray for each other. So, I would like you to show God in your heads a picture of someone that you would like to pray for. It might be a brother, a sister, mum, dad, aunt. It might be someone you know who needs help. It might be a neighbour or a friend. But show God a picture of that person now. Father, we pray for all of these people that we have shown you. We pray that you would be with them and that you would meet them in their time of need. Amen. Uh, and the last letter is the letter R. And we are going to use the letter R to receive from God. So we're going to try, just for a moment, to listen to what God is trying to say to us. If you find this hard, you might like to ask God a question that you'd like answered and wait and see if you hear him. But if not, just take a moment in the stillness and the silence to listen to God. Okay, we are going to finish our time of prayer by saying the Lord's Prayer all together. But we have a very special guest who is going to help us. She recorded this in her home last week. And so Anne Wynne is going to lead us in our prayer for the Lord's Prayer. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive our sins. As we forgive those who sin against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Thank you, Anwin. That was absolutely brilliant. And thank you to Adam and Jess and Katie and Lizzie and everybody else uh, who's put their effort into this service, perhaps especially to Tom and Lars, who've masterminded things behind the scenes for us. One of my favourite illustrations of the difference that Easter Day makes comes from around 500 years ago. It's the Middle Ages, the 1490s. Uh, people know that the earth is round and there's a whole era of exploration. Columbus has sailed off to America to discover that. Uh, and my hero is Vasco da Gama, who was the first man to discover there was a sea route around the bottom of Africa to India. Parents with children, you might like to get out a globe or a map and trace this later on after the service. There were many riches to be had in India, the spices sold for big sums back in Europe but it was a long route overland to get to India. And people wondered if it was possible to sail around the bottom of Africa to get to the east. Nobody knew. The bottom of Africa was known as the Cape of Storms. Many sailors had tried to get round it, but no one had got round. 
The Cape was littered with wrecked boats and wrecked hopes. And then Vasco da Gama, setting off in 1497, was the first person with his crew and a couple of other ships with him to sail around the bottom of Africa and get to India in the east and load his boat up with the spices and he sailed back again, no doubt sold them for a tidy profit back in Portugal. But as soon as one man had got round and come back, everybody knew it was possible to sail round the bottom of Africa and they changed the name of the Cape from the Cape of Storms to what it is today, the Cape of Good Hope. In the same way, before Jesus rose again from the dead, nobody knew for sure what lay beyond death, if anything. What did a pharaoh need in his pyramid? What did a warrior need to take with him? Was there an afterlife? How did it work? Nobody knew. And death, like that Cape of Storms, was littered with wrecked hopes. And then one man rose again on Easter Day over 2,000 years ago. Jesus came back from the dead. And now we know that death is not the end. His resurrection tells us uh, that death is the gateway to an eternal life with God in a newly recreated heaven and earth. And so death for the Christian no longer needs to be a cape of storms, but a cape of good hope. That is our resurrection hope today. And however you are feeling, whether you're feeling weighed down by the coronavirus, whether you've lost loved ones and are grieving, we pray that today the risen Lord Jesus will meet with you. We're going to worship him in a couple of songs. Gethin is going to lead us in this section as we start by remembering the cross and finish by praising our risen Lord for his victory over death. Glorify 
risen. He is alive. He is alive. The ground began to shake. The stone was rolled away. His perfect love could not be overcome. Now death, where is your sting? Our resurrected King has rendered you defeated. Now forever He is glorified. Forever He is lifted high. Now forever He is risen. He is alive. Is He? Joseph's tomb 
the entrance by heavy stone Messiah still and all alone Oh praise the name of the Lord our God Oh praise his name forevermore for endless days we will see At break of dawn, the Son of Heaven rose again. Oh, trampled death, where is your sting? The angels roar for Christ the King. Oh, praise the shall pierce the night and I will rise among the saints my gaze transfixed on Jesus' face
Well, we now come to the point of our service where we're going to share bread and wine. I'm going to do this informally. That's sometimes called an agape. It comes from the Greek word agape for love, as these are signs of God's great love for us. Uh, the Last Supper was an agape meal, a Passover meal, as they shared bread and wine together. And this is a lovely way of sharing bread and wine in your own homes with those with you. Uh, let me just tell you who I've got here in my house. I'll bring them into the camera shot, if that's all right, for a bit. There are six of us, my wife, Juliet, my son-in-law, James, and daughter, Rachel. Uh, she's six months pregnant and a, baby, a little grandson to come. And my sons, Daniel and Josh. And uh, welcome, everybody. We'll let you come back out of shot. They're sharing communion with me here. When we come to share the bread and wine with each other, I invite you to join in at home. If you've got bread and wine with you, that's fine. If you haven't, that doesn't matter. We feed on Christ spiritually in our hearts by faith with thanksgiving. And so as we receive the bread and wine, if you're still and invite Jesus to come and fill your life and feed on him in your hearts. I'm going to read the earliest account of the Lord's Supper that we have written down. This comes from Paul's letter uh, to the Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 11. This is about 20 years or so after that first Easter probably before the Gospels were actually written down in their final form. 1 Corinthians 11, Paul says, I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. So sharing bread and wine is not only looking back to what happened on the cross and Easter day, but looking forward to when Jesus comes again and we share that great wedding feast with him in the kingdom of God. So we remember that Jesus took bread. It was a Passover meal with words that had been passed down for over a thousand years and he changed the words as he broke the bread. He said, this is my body, which is given for you. And he took the cup, the wine symbolizing his blood that would be poured out on the cross. And as we take this bread and this cup, we pray, Lord Jesus, that you would come by your spirit. And as we eat and drink, that you would fill us with yourself. May we feed on you in our hearts, by faith, with thanksgiving. Amen.
going to lead in a prayer that we often use on a Sunday at church. The words will be at the bottom of the screen if you'd like to join in with them with me. Father of all, we give you thanks and praise that when we were still far off, you met us in your Son and brought us home. Dying and living, he declared your love, gave us grace and opened the gate of glory. May we who share Christ's body live his risen life. We who drink his cup bring life to others. We whom the Spirit lights give light to the world. Keep us firm in the hope you have set before us, so we and all your children shall be free, and the whole earth live to praise your name, through Christ our Lord. Amen. And now let's join in with that great Easter hymn, Thine Be the Glory. Now may God the Father, by whose glory Christ was raised from the dead, strengthen you to walk with him in his risen life. So may the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit rest upon you this Easter and forevermore. Amen. Just remains for me to wish you a very, very happy Easter. And my prayers are that 
the joy and hope of the risen Lord fills you and your household this Easter and forevermore. Amen.